time in 40. Hey, <laughs> we are back, blaring it in the headphones. Woo! That was exciting. So we're kind of fine-tuning our uh, technical aspects, and so this week we are just blaring the headphones from the jump. Uh, my name is Nicholas. I uh, am here, as always, with my wife, Laura. That's me. And we are both middle-aged people who happen to be first-time home buyers. This is our first time at 40, and we are actually two months in now to the podcast. Can you believe it's only been two months since we started this process? Yes. You can? Yes. It doesn't seem like a lifetime ago that we looked at our first house. <laughs> it has been, yeah. I it, Yes. I, I guess two months seems like a long time to me, but it has been from its like genesis to now seems like a very long time. Like the genesis of the idea mm-hmm. to now seems like more than two months. Okay. What does it seem like from the first time we went to look at a house to now? Does that seem like two months to you? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, okay. feels yeah, yeah. like longer. But yeah, two months like also sounds like a long months. time. Two months nah, is a long no, time to do not. anything. No, that's so short. That goes by like that. Well, kind of did. I mean, and here did. we are. Yeah, here we are. It has been a roller coaster of emotions. And uh, I guess, you know, just to jump right to it, today was the day that we closed on our house. Hold on. We got to get our verbiage right here. Our closing day was yesterday. No, today was the closing day. Yeah? Yeah. Our loan was funded yesterday. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. And the it's so it's so whatever confusing. closing means, which I guess like they just like the deal's done. It's in your name. But I don't know why. Like I don't know what that means. It's recorded. We, that's that was the last message we got. Okay. It's been recorded. So I guess that's So we're in a It's in ledger. the hall of records. I'm picturing a Harry Potter esque big old dusty thing that someone has scribbled our name in that's what i'm picturing and i suppose that makes sense because it is all about like records and <clears throat> bookkeeping and city uh, 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 uh records, records. I mean, that's all i can yeah, think it's the only word i can think mm-hmm. of but this is the horseshoe house this is the one that we've been talking about now for a couple weeks obviously uh we've been going through this process and um what happened this week was uh, much more eventful than last, although um, nothing really kind of surprising or nothing daunting. Um, we did go in, uh, well, they, well, well, I guess we'll get to the lender again, but um, we did go in to um, sign all of our paperwork at the escrow office. Dun, dun, dun. What? What is escrow two months later we still don't know i mean it's 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 so many things it's like shalom you know in Mm, hebrew mm -hmm. or aloha in hawaiian like escrow means so many things it means hello it means goodbye (laughs) it means uh we're taking your money i I mean it's impossible to really define it i'm sure i could all this time i've never really even looked it up in my phone i no, could no but i haven't literally have it however the escrow company i know what that is because those are the people that basically put forth the deal and contract so the realtors the agents are either representing the buyer or the seller the lender is getting your loan together and 
getting someone at the bank to agree to actually pay for the house, and then you pay them back. And the escrow officer mm-hmm. is just kind of making sure everybody gets what they need over the course of the transaction, which in our case took 21 days. Yes. Which I think is a pretty swifty process mm-hmm. when it comes to, pretty swift, I should say, pretty swift process when it comes to I escrow. Like swifty. Let's go swifty. Pretty swifty process. It's not a word. <laughs> um, so I guess, you know what, before we get into it, and because this might make it more fun, I, I, in honor of our closing day being actually today, the day we record, I am going to open a bottle of champagne. Woo! So I went to the store on my walk today, and I made sure to pick up a bottle of not expensive champagne. Yeah, we're, we're back to the cheap stuff of the it, days of yore. Yeah, no, no longer are we purchasing $60 bottles of champagne. We're now in the $20 or less bin. I'm going to do some ASMR. I cannot wait for the headache tomorrow. Okay. That's oh. the foil. I just got to get it off. Hang on. Oh, that's what she said. This is a family podcast. <laughs> oh, poor kids. What? No kids are listening to this. Someday. The only people who are listening to this are our kids. Oh, good point. That's true. Crumpling it up. Dropping it on the table. Oh, that sounded good. And from the phones. This is the twist. I really hope I don't spill this onto my computer. Uh, okay, here's the. Make sure it doesn't explode in my face. Do you want to do the towel way, for the computer's sake? No. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna live dangerously. I think I'm far enough away. Okay, here comes the cork. That was good. That was good. And here comes your glass. We have a little steam coming out of the top of the bottle, for a visual. That crisp. I feel like I'm just now understanding why people listen to sound things. Okay. So this to just to give context for the rest of the episode, we are now cheersing. A glass of champagne. Clinkity clink clink. We should do it bef- in front of your microphone. Okay. Yeah, I'll turn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Put it in front of your microphone. There we go. Yeah. Well, congratulations. We made it. And the the viewer, viewer, listener. Congratulations to you Yay. for making it through. Eight hours of podcasting <laughs> of two random people talking about mm-hmm. buying a house. But this has been fun. As we talked about last week, it's really just an excuse for us to talk for an hour to one another and record it. And if it's helpful to somebody, great. Uh, otherwise, it's just going to go off into the ether and maybe someone somewhere will stumble upon it. and Maybe not. But I think we will continue to do it. Uh, as we learn how to be first-time homeowners, there's going to be probably more things that come up that are unexpected. You know, everything that goes into the buying process, someone can pretty much tell you 
what's going to happen. You're going to look at homes. You're going to put in an offer, but you escrow, whatever that means. And, you know, you close. And now we're kind of going to be going into more of an unknown realm of what does this house actually do to us? What do we do to it? How does it change our lives? And, uh, you know, what does this specific house bring to our specific family? Predictions? I think there's going to be a lot of things that cost more money than we expect. What do you think? I think that goes without saying. Yeah. Like what? Anything. I think anything costs more money than we expect because we've never been through this. Yeah. But that, I mean, I think that's always the case. I think it's always more time and more money than you expect it to be. Fill in the blank with what it is. Right. And so speaking of money, that was really the biggest thing that happened this week was we paid our our down payment and closing costs, which was not easy to do. We went to the escrow. So I guess we go back. Went to the escrow office and signed all our paperwork. It's the thing you always hear about. Big stack of papers. You sign a million things. It's true. And by the end of it, I lost my control of my signature. (laughs) Yeah. Yours was very consistent. Yeah. It was just signing my name. I just got up in my head and I was just thinking about this is supposed to all look the same because there's even a document that you sign is like, this is what my signature looks like. Yeah, you have to sign three times in a row, right? No, there's another one. There was, there was a, like, because there's the, um, the ledger, the notary ledger, and that's where you just sign, sign, sign. But this was like a document that says, this is, I certify that this is what my signature looks like. That's what got you. And that that one got me real nervous. That's what got you. But then it, from then on, I was just in my head of like, they don't look the same. Nope, that doesn't look right. <laughs> no, I oh, I went too soon. I turned too quick. I don't know if it was, there was an obvious something going on. I, I was like, are the nerves getting him? I didn't know what was happening. I was in my head. But yeah. you were just concentrating on your bad signature. Yeah. Okay. Why? What? What? Did, because well, of my I signature? Not, no, I, I mean, I, you, you were extra seriously focused on your paper. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and with a concerned look on your face. So <laughs> I don't I remember knew. having that look on my face. You did. So I didn't know why I thought. And then you were kind of looking like you had sweat beads coming. <laughs> so I just thought, okay, this is a stressful thing. And like, this is the, you know, sealing the deal. So I, th- I just thought your nerves were happening. That's what I thought until you said otherwise. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was all just nervous about what my signature looked like. <laughs> I could care less about signing As our lives away. As if you were away. at the FBI headquarters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no real surprises in the escrow office. It was, you know, just a whole bunch of stuff that you sign, and it's all boilerplate, I think. Um, Mostly. If I had a lawyer there, it would have taken 10 hours. Sure. Uh, but we're fools and we just signed whatever we needed to sign and it all seemed to kind of make sense anyway. And, um, very quickly, the escrow officer is the one who's in charge of getting your funding, getting both your funds for the down payment and closing costs and the bank's funds to finish out paying for the house. And she was very adamant that we do our wire that day, which up until then, up until that moment in the office, we thought it was going to be the next day that it was due. 
So we weren't sweating it too hard that we just needed to go to the bank sometime that day. But with the way a wire works is you need to get, especially on the West Coast, is you need to get to the bank before end of closing, which is earlier than any other East business in the world. Yeah. East Coast time. Sure. And of course, bankers stop working at like 4.30. Four. Mm-hmm. Which, why is that? What? I don't know. Let's be bankers next time around, right? But I guarantee you. Mm. No, they're working. I was going to say, don't you think that they're no, there past four? it's all four? based on like official cutoffs, right? I mean, then those don't change. Yes, their people are working, but the cutoffs don't change. Wall Street times don't change. The market doesn't change. So it's all based around that, I'm sure. I suppose. So she says, yes, we should have the wire today. We're like, yeah, great. We're going straight to the bank. No problem. However, we're still kind of in COVID. We're in the tail end of COVID, and banks still aren't doing like full-on business. And so we go to the first branch. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, we can't do a wire for you. What are you, nuts? You can't get an appointment here for weeks. Literally. Literally. You cannot speak to someone who works at the bank unless you make an appointment. And if you go online, because we looked at this, and we thought about this for various reasons of making an appointment at the bank. And you can, I mean, it's like trying to get into Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the world's trying to go to the bank. And no, you're not going Who to the knew? bank. <laughs> Great. Thank you. My reaction to <laughs> bureaucratic customer service is, how would you describe it? Highly passive aggressive. <laughs> but very polite if you didn't know you, I suppose. What does it sound like? Oh. Thank you for that helpful information. I will go home and wire my 300, I shouldn't say whatever, my billions of dollars right now. Thanks. Thank you so much. That's really helpful. Thank you. That's it. And then that I was would, it. That was uh, it. That's really helpful. Thank you. And then that I would say it. things to you on the side like, yeah, nobody here is going to do anything for you. And then, and then You're make... so mad when you turn around and talk to me. <laughs> but so I'm trying mad. to say it loud enough so they can hear. Oh, yeah. And you definitely did. <laughs> But she so, was a little nicer after that. Do you think? A little bit, yeah. A little uh, bit. Okay. I, I think she so. felt appropriately bad. So she hands us a printout of paper with their wire routing number. You can do it at home. No, we are not wiring all of the money we've ever owned from our home computer. Which, by no. the way, the last time I did a wire, which was for the deposit for oh. the down payment, it took the guy at the bank like a half an hour to do it. Which maybe he was just like trying to like stretch it out and get my business or, you know, become my friend kind of thing. Uh, But it was like, I'm going to go home and enter all these numbers, which I make typos, by the way, all day long. Sure. So wouldn't it be great if when we're wiring all of the money in our bank account that (laughs) I hit one wrong number? And when you also when they do it at the bank, they go and check with somebody else first. Yep. They have like three people read it. They have you read it. There's two of us in the room. We had our kindergartner read it. Are those numbers the same kindergartner? But that is not true. But it would be funny if Thought we did about that. It. We should have. Oh, siren. Oh. Sounds like New York City up in here. So the first place is no help. We go to another bank. And thankfully, this one at least had somebody working the floor when you walk in and he's got an iPad and he says, what do you need? And we say, well, we need to do a wire transfer. And he's like, ooh, (laughs) 
not going to be able to do that. And we're like, oh, well. And then Laura was doing all the talking by this point, by the way. It was unspoken it's between so, us. <laughs> so frustrated. <laughs> you were, yeah. But yes. we didn't even discuss that you would nope. now be taking over. We, we just both knew that is what needed to happen for anything to go in any direction. Uh, so he's like, yeah, no, no, no way you can do that today. Um, and she says, oh, well, you know, we're closing on a house and this wire has to go through today. What do we do? And um, I start, I think I asked a couple questions about how do we do it at a home? And then he goes away he tells it says his internet's bad, which how is the internet at the bank bad? And he goes back, and, and he comes I think his out. His little iPad was bad. I think he switched iPads actually. Okay. And and then throw into the mix when he came back, he's like, "Oh well, I'm still new, and I don't quite know." So, but he was very nice, and he was really trying to be helpful. And he was. He actually got us an appointment yes. at a different branch later in the day. So. Kill a whole bunch of time. Kids get out of school, go to this other branch later in the day, early afternoon, and stand there in the middle of this branch and wait. And now we're dragging two little boys into a super quiet, vaulty bank in the middle of a pandemic, which is extra fun for anybody who has little kids. And they were great. They were, but it was that, you know, there's yeah, a little extra bit of sweat fun happening. Yeah, extra kind of level of difficulty. Don't sit on anything, don't touch anything because you'll get coronavirus. Yep. The gentleman brings us into his office. We do have an appointment. Meanwhile, there's a whole bunch of people just sitting out in the lobby. Not a whole bunch, but like four or five mm. that are just like waiting and like, thank goodness we got an appointment. Um, and he does it all. Uh, and you know, Very like nice. I was saying. We check the numbers. He goes to his boss. They check the numbers. It goes through. And then he says, or it goes through. He sends it off. And then he's like, no guarantees it's going to go today. And we're like, eh? <laughs> no, we saw it. We looked it up on Google. And it says that you got to do it today at 3.30. 3.30. And he's like, yeah, well, it's a little bit of a gray area. What? Why? Like, why would there? Why would it not be definite? Right. Why would it not just be a time? Why would it be like, oh, between... 12.30 and 3.30, mm, anyone's guess if it goes today or tomorrow. How is that possible <laughs> in the world of sense. numbers and banking? Where everything's very black and white, literally. Yeah. yeah. It's all basically yeah. bureaucracy. 100%. Anyway, Google was right because we... Google was right and we... Um, well, or we just ended up on the lucky side, I guess. But our immediate Also, Google was right. Yeah, also Google was right. Immediate follow-up question was, okay, if it doesn't go today, we were told this has to be in in the morning or we have a problem. What time does it happen in the morning? Oh, well, it'll happen first thing between 8 and 9 a.m. So then we're like, okay, well, all right, then yeah. fine. But like maybe maybe lead with that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I guess he's just like everybody knows that there's no math or there's no certainty with wire transfer. What? That's why we're wire transferring, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it all electronic yeah. anyway? These are all just electronic credits. Mm -hmm. This isn't a real thing. Nope. Like this is just transferring numbers to from one place to another. Computers are real fast. What's happening? In Seriously, why can't you do it in the middle of the night? Why is it that hard? Nope. Shouldn't be. Nope. I don't even know why it's still called a wire transfer. There's no actual wire. Well, I mean, I guess they're plugged in with wires, these computers, right? Still, these days. <laughs> doesn't make any sense none of it makes any sense uh so 
long story short, too late, we email the escrow officer, hey, we did our best. We went to three branches. We sent it out. Not sure when you're going to get it. Very shortly thereafter, she gets it. Mm-hmm. All caps, success, great work. And now all of our money is gone. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Money we've been saving for years and years is now moved. That's the important thing is the money's not being spent. It's being moved into a different account. Called a house. Called a house made out of brick and mortar. And um, then that happens. And then for some reason, the next day uh, is the day that the loan is funded. Right now, I shouldn't say the next day is the day the loan is funded. So the bank says, okay, I give. Here's the rest of the money. And then the next day is when it closes. And that's today. Mm-hmm. So how now uh, are you feeling that everything's done? The deal is done. Technically, as of right now, this moment, the house is ours. What do you like about it? What are you nervous about? What what gets you fired up? Um, I'm nervous about the packing of all our stuff. I feel our... So here's another little wrinkle in a good way but our our offer included two months of free rent back for the owners that currently live there they were looking for their next house part of making our offer attractive was giving them two free months of staying put while we pay the mortgage (laughs) right however we got good news their next house purchase went through so they're only going to stay one month so that is a much better situation for us because we can not be paying double residences um so that was great great news however it does expedite the process we thought we had a really leisurely two and a half months to pack and weed stuff out and blah 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 now all of a sudden we're staring down the barrel at five weeks six weeks still a lot of time but we both have busy jobs busy with kids it's it's a lot to do we haven't really started in depth yet it is a lot. Here's what I'm thinking as far as strategy. Yeah. I think we just do one room at a time. That's a good idea. Just, we got, like you said, we, we got six time. weeks. We do have time. Just pack up whatever we can, like the non-essential stuff, one room at a time. And, you know, by the time six weeks is up, we'll, we'll be good. I think that's smart as long as we actually do that. We will. <laughs> okay. We just need to get some boxes. Deal. Okay. Uh, and also... It's going to be really like I am really hoping that we move into this house and we're going to be like, uh, we've got too much space because we got rid of that'll happen. We got rid of so much stuff. If that was your whole reason for moving, you are going to be sorely disappointed, my friend. The only reason. Oh, you're going to be the real reason. (laughs) The real reason is just so we can finally get rid of all this garbage. No, you're no, you're going to be real sad if that's what's happening. Um, but I, it is a weirdly anticlimactic, we, you know, officially own a house now. I don't feel any different right now than I did yesterday or two weeks ago. I don't feel, cause we don't have a key. We don't get to see it. It doesn't feel right. real still to me. You? It does. And I'll tell you why, because up until now, mm, buying a house has always seemed like an unattainable thing and similarly i felt that way about 
being a parent. Um, at one point in my life, I felt that way about going to college. Hmm. Um, felt that way about having a career. All of those things, I, I, and I don't know why, and it's probably a deep psychological thing, but I always felt like those tentpole moments in life were things that were never going to happen to me. And then they do, and it's like, oh, snap, this this is the thing that happens. Um, and I think the house thing, especially with where we live and being such a difficult environment for first-time homebuyers, um, just always seemed like something that was never going to happen. And now that it's done, it's literally done now, it's like, oh, snap, okay. Well, this is something else that I never thought I would do that I have now done. And it's kind of cool that way. Mm-hmm. So now I, I guess to answer the question of do I feel different, I do because like I can't buy another house. No. You know, I, I bought one and so I've done it. What else is on the list now then? Is Death. that it for you? Death. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The next thing Just is checking. my is my funeral. <laughs> I currently feel like I'm going to live forever. And someday I will oh, be proven good, wrong. Oh, good, because you used to be dead at like 40. So you're already <laughs> it, ahead. When I was game. growing up, it was 15. Oh, oh no! I didn't know that. This has been going on the whole time you've been alive. Yeah. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I was little, I always thought I was so going to make it. So clearly, you are 15. the glass half full of the group here. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I always think everything's going to work out just yeah. fine. Um. So yeah, I think that's how I'm currently feeling. Is oh, this is something that everybody does. I never felt like I was going to be one to do it, and now we've done it. Okay. And so. How do you feel I, about that then? I, I don't even need the house. I feel like we could just rent it out. <laughs> We're good. To... <laughs> just like the experience, like yeah. check. Okay. Yeah. Get the house, rent it out. We don't. We don't ever need to step foot in it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> it's kind of small. Yeah. Stay put. Someone else can play horseshoes in the back. Oh, somebody be so psyched. Um. So the um. Sorry, just looking at the notes that I took over the past week. We do know what our PITI is going to be now, finally. Mm-hmm. And that is something, the PITI, it, it, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, but it's the Principal Interest Taxes and Insurance. And it is not pity, sadly. It should be pity, but it's PITI. And so that was something that was always a bit of a moving target as we were going through this process. No, they call it pity. Mm, mm-hmm. I never heard anyone call it pity. Mm-hmm. I heard, I heard say our P-I-T-I. lender and our realtor call it pity. Really? Yeah. I heard P-I-T-I. Mm-mm. They both did. Which oh. monthly pity? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, then that's great. I'm so happy. Yeah. Because uh, it is a pity. Yeah. It's appropriately abbreviated uh so we know what that is so now we kind of know what we will be spending for the rest of our lives or until we sell this house which is kind of you know that was something that we learned about early on was the comfort of knowing your monthly payment versus when you're renting it can be variable uh and it is never guaranteed unless you're in a rent controlled situation which not many people are so now we are in a, not rent controlled, but a controlled monthly fee. And there is something about that that is kind of nice because it seems like a lot now, mm-hmm. but 10 years from now, it won't. One, Hopefully. we'll be used to it. And two, 
price of everything goes up all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, now we've been eight years into a rate at this at this rental. It hasn't gone up the whole time. When we first moved in, we thought it was gargantuan. And, and now, now it seems like, like oh, you'd never get that again. On the planet, yeah. Right. So I feel like there is some kind so. of comfort in knowing that that will, you know, over the course of time, we mm-hmm. will adjust and um, and it'll be okay. So that is kind of, to me, that was something that happened this week that was just good to finally know. And I think it's important to know that you don't really know what that's going to be until you get to the end. Yeah. You can kind of guesstimate and you can try to aim high so that when it comes out a little bit less, you feel a little bit better. Like for instance, ours is maybe a couple hundred dollars less than what we originally expected so it, it to be. it feels like good news. So it's like, yeah, okay, well, it's not as good as I thought, but mm-hmm. it's still pretty bad. The other thing I think in that same realm is closing costs. You don't know literally until the last second what your closing costs are. It's all an estimate. The whole right. time you're going through the conversations and escrow and the loan process. And then like the day before they hit you with the closing costs. And we got we got a little surprise there, actually. Well, want to talk about that? Well, yeah, because what happened is we didn't realize. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. We did know this, but we forgot that the way we have it set up with our lender is that they will pay our taxes. But the way they do that is they have like a pool of funds to pull from. So you have to front that money to fill that pool. Uh, So over the course of time, they just pull money from that. So part of our closing, it wasn't part of our closing costs, but part of the cash we have to put in on that initial payment was just filling up a pool for taxes. And so we saw the number and we were like, go! Suddenly, that's so much higher. Where what did that happens? come from? And it turns out it's that we're was paying all taxes. Of our repair money. Yeah, we're paying taxes in advance, basically. Yeah, it's so you have a slush fund. We're right. creating a slush fund. Yeah, would yeah, but it's like oh, more cash. Great. Yeah. Like you can't just nobody it would. It would have been nice to have that pointed out, but okay. And I think she actually kind of. I think she might have mentioned it, but I don't know if we Maybe knew we signed up for it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, the rest of the closing costs ended up being more than we expected, actually. Uh, yeah. We had talked last week yep. about the credit that we get with the um, interest rate we decided upon. And that was a substantial amount of money, but still kind of uh, didn't really put much mm-hmm. of a dent in it. Um, but yeah, whatever. It, it is it, what it is. It kept, like, we kept getting kind of revised estimates as we were looking at different interest rates and scenarios. And it kept getting lower and lower. And we were like, okay, this is nice. Yeah. At one point she said that the credit back up. Yeah. She said the credit we were going to get on our interest rate was going to be half of the closing costs. It was about a third. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, but again, you can't hold anybody to it. You can't because they're using national averages when they're calculating what the closing cost is. So they can say, oh, it'll be about 1%. And they're kind of using an average to tell you what that will be. But all of the specific costs are based on the very specific vendors that are in the seller's control. So until the very, 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 very end, for whatever reason, they aren't calculated as such with the exact amounts. It all comes in very last second. So it was not the best surprise, but it's whatever. Fine. Nothing you can do about it. Nope. So, yeah. So that was it. It was closing costs, down payment, tax forwarding your tax money mm-hmm. um and then so now we have money 
that we budgeted to spend on repairs. And that's also something that we're going to have to kind of pick and choose what we want to do now and what we want to do later. If we had our druthers or if we had our funds, we would upgrade everything and mm-hmm. do a whole new bathroom and a whole new guest bathroom and a whole new guest house and dream kitchen. Blah, dream, yeah. Right. That's not going to be the case, but we'll pick and choose what we do. Maybe we'll get some lights. We might get some recess <laughs> lights. Uh, what it will open the door for, though, necessity is the mother of invention. Oh, boy. And so there may be I some DIY wait. projects in our so future. excited. Laura already sent me uh, a way to turn Ikea bookshelves into built-in shelves. Mm-hmm. Super easy. <laughs> Five-step process. We can't go wrong. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> the show nailed it on Netflix was created for a reason. Because it looks so easy. Exist? It looks so great. <gasps> Why doesn't that exist for well, home renovation? Yeah, it should. Oh, okay. That's happening. You founded your new production company today. <laughs> Two built-ins with Ikea bookshelves. Yeah, just like that. No problem. So, but. So simple. DIY projects. Painting. I feel like painting. We don't painting, even know if we can paint our house. I, I mean. That's something we could do. We that well that's what we were saying. We didn't even have our contractor bid on it because we were saying we will we we can paint. We can do the painting. That is something we can do. Problem is the time it takes. We have been really second guessing that this week. Well, because a painter will do it lickety split, and mm-hmm. we will be slow. Yeah, I that's, know. That's so. It's time. Yeah. How much time are we willing to invest? What is that time worth? That's why people buy things. I know. It, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, we're of a generation that is not, <laughs> at least we aren't uh, people that do things for ourselves. We just outsource everything. So the easy thing would be to pay somebody to paint the house, but we're really on the fence about how we're going to do that. Um, the other thing is shiplap. Hmm. No further explanation needed. Everybody knows and loves shiplap, clearly. It's Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? That have, yeah. That's done that to the country? Yeah. So the idea is we have a guest house and Laura would like for us to do... <laughs> excuse me. I was trying to keep a straight face. Positive. DIY shiplap. Tell I me mean, about how that works. All right. So you buy it from Home Depot, right? It comes in pallets, whatever you need. You get your amount. It's like a overlapping interlocking system. So it fits together. There's adhesive. It sticks right on the wall. The tricky part, I admit, is that obviously at some point there's something you have to cut to make it fit on the wall. You need, Yeah. As <laughs> soon as you need to make a cut, we're in trouble. <laughs> Big trouble. <laughs> well, because there's angles involved. Oh, we have a saw. Be fine. Sure well, we'll we're going to need to get we're going to need to get like a circular saw on on like a stand. You know, like really. Those, yeah. Well, yeah. Really? If you want to make a straight cut, 100 percent. Jeez. And you need to be able to adjust it so it can cut on an angle because some of this stuff is not straight. Yeah, that's true. Well, does that make you excited? The thought of a circular saw in your possession? It I is exciting, like but I don't I mean, I think we would need to allow for a lot of trial and error. We got to buy an extra pallet of shiplap. Exactly. That's the thing is it's not going to be <laughs> right the first time. Maybe it'll be more expensive by the time we're done with it than just having the professional do it or first time around. That's the whole point of hiring someone to do it. 
Yeah. Because one, the amount of time that you're spending in doing it. And two, the amount of trial and error. And also the final product will, excuse me, will probably not be. Uh, As you envisioned it in your mind. No. Yeah. It will not be Chip and Joanna Gaines. It will be <sighs> shoddy kind of <laughs> shoddy shiplap. Rustic. I wonder if that should be the next podcast, Shoddy Shiplap with Laura and Nicholas. Oh, I feel like we have something there. Yeah. Uh, any other DIY projects you're thinking about doing? Um. Okay, well, let me just go back to the painting for a second. Because even in the painting subcategory, it raised a lot of questions. Number one, we've been thinking the whole time we would just paint this whole place white because it's the rooms are pretty small in the main part of the house. And What does that have to do with white? Oh, because oh, we could do it ourselves. No, because white makes your space look a little bigger. It reflects light. You don't oh. want dark colors in small rooms. We have low ceilings. You right. want light. Okay white reflects the most it makes you feel a little more airy that's why so you don't just go to the store and buy white paint though i mean even i know that i've never been responsible for picking my paint color before but i but i know i know there's a lot of white i know also that i am not a good colorist (laughs) I, i don't understand the lavender undertones or why you want a creamier or a warmer or a cold white versus a warm white. There's a lot of whites. Has anyone looked at this before? A lot Have of you people, looked. Yeah. No, but I, I've There's, heard the jokes. I mean, yeah, it's it's eggshell white, insane knapsack white. It's insane. There's a lot. So I threw it out to my Facebook local moms group, and people chimed in wholeheartedly. A lot. I mean, it got a lot of traffic on this question of what is your favorite That's white. Fun. And people were definitely laughing about, oh, my God, I just answered that question with real excitement. And now I know I'm at a whole new level of adulting that I have like a white paint that I'm passionate about. That's pretty great. Actually. It was pretty funny. So people were getting into it. But there are basically three that came up that were the most common also, uh, contenders. Let me interrupt yeah? and say a new level of adulting is not only having favorite whites, mm-hmm. but also podcasting about, about your whites. whites i mean it's all so tell me tell me about the three whites please yeah. all right we got chantilly lace which i think is big bopper i'm gonna i'm gonna have to look back because i don't remember but i think that's like your like starkest white so if you're going for a sort of modernist like super pure snow crisp white that's your one do you do you do you know what i mean by a big bopper nope so we're drinking champagne <clears throat> which is allowing me to do this. Chantilly lace and a pretty face and a ponytail <laughs> hanging down. Wiggle and a walk and a giggle and a talk. Makes the world go round, round, round. There ain't nothing in this world like a brown-eyed girl. Make me act so funny. Make me spend my money. Make me feel real loose like a long-necked goose. Who, baby, that's what I like. I should add, this is not our first happy hour cocktail. <laughs> yeah, we had some gin and tonics earlier. <laughs> oh, I love that you just did that, though. Um, yes, I love that song. That's a childhood favorite. All right, so number one, Chantilly. Number two is Simply White. I think that's Bear. That sounds good. Could be wrong. And then there was a third. 
the name is escaping me. Maybe White Dove? Some, mm, I don't know. Third White. Anyway. What's the difference between these various whites? <gasps> you tell me. Well, I, did they I, tell you? Yes. What, you You're going to have to look. They don't know. I mean, I people sent me like color stick pictures. Some are like a little warmer, but all, right. those I think that would be the big thing is the spectrum of yeah. warm and cool and what do you what do you want? I don't, br- I don't know bright. what I want. Do I want warm or do I want cool? I have no idea. Why do you yeah. want warm or why do you want cool? Like what makes you want I would one think or you would other? want warm. That's yeah. what I would think is you'd want to tend towards warm. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz cool is going to be more like blue tinty. Like okay. it's going to have like a bluish tint to it. And I don't think A lot of people want. were fans of the lavender undertone white though. So I, yeah, but I don't think that I think that, that would come across as alley. darker as opposed to like okay. brighter white. See, this I that in my mind is boggling. This is fantastic radio. Okay, obviously. So, also people were definitely saying, go get so pick your top four whites. Go get samples of those four. Yep. Do a big swath of each wall in different rooms because it's going to look different at different times of the day. Yeah. You've got to observe it for like a week before you settle on your white that you're going to paint your whole house. So that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I was like, wait a second. I don't even know the answer to this. I know in our house that we currently live in, we have co- like colored walls. What would you call this color? Taupe. I don't even know what I would call it. Taupe? Really? Yeah. It's more of like a yellow yellowy no adobe yeah i'd say it's like a taupe it's like a kind of a but taupe's like khaki isn't it it's not brown no but it's like it's like a creamy yellow Mm -hmm. not yellow though but nobody cares it's like a it's like a creamy pink is what it is pink yeah it's like a tan like a creamy tanny Mm. kind of pink there's a little red in there Mm. nobody cares i don't see any of that okay so we have colored walls in any case. And then we maybe have now we've discovered where our boy's clo- color blindness <laughs> came from. <laughs> One oh my of God. Us. What if you're right? I can tell green and red, though. But maybe it's me. Oh, I don't know. All I know is what I know. Interesting. And it's not. What did you say? Yellow? Yeah. It's not yellow. Um, that is the only thing that I would say it is. <laughs> you're out of your mind. <laughs> like yellow brownie orangey maybe no but it's very light it's not dark uh, it's light. oh dear okay so that's where we are with colors in our household um all right so we have the anyway we have also some both sort of our of boys are colorblind <laughs> legitimately so none of this matters <laughs> so we so we're going with white so they can see it so that's good all right so we have the colored walls throughout this whole house and then we have crown molding at the top of the rooms that is white. All our doors and shutters are white. And there's a sort of less white ceiling, like more of a creamy colored ceiling. It's less white than the crown molding is, yep. right? What would you call it? What, okay, what would you call that ceiling color? I'd call it a knapsack white. Interesting. Okay. I, no, no, I'd call it a, um, what are those, uh, what are those uh, pants that they wear in the South? seersucker yeah i'd call it a seersucker white (laughs) seersucker is not a color though that's a material yeah but it reminds me of like what a gentleman in the south like a linen all right yeah but okay i picture like white crisp linen like the crown molding color though that's a seersucker white okay knapsack sounds better to me but 
All right. So then I realized, anyway, after this whole discussion of everybody's favorite whites, I was like, wait, what about the ceilings? Do you do the ceilings the same color as the walls? No. I have no idea. Because in here, we have colored walls and white ceiling. That makes sense. But if you're doing your walls white, what do you do about the ceiling? Is it the same white? Is it brighter white? white? I don't know. Brighter white. For sure. I only I th- got, I'd say you go as bright as you can on the ceiling. So I only got a couple of clapbacks on that one. And the main clap one. Backs? Yeah, responses. And wrong word. And the prominent one was that same color, different finishes. I did an egg, same color, like eggshell finish bossy? on the wall. Wait, what? Matte finish oh, on the ceiling. Okay. I didn't know eggshell was a finish. I thought it was a color. I don't know. No, oh, no. I know. That's this oh, that's interesting. Different people. finish. Well, yeah, sure. So I don't why know. Not? But is eggshell finish like when the walls are shiny? We don't want that. That's old school. I, I, but I don't know if that's what that means. I don't know if that's what that means. I don't know if that's what that means either. Mm-hmm. So we have some research and decisions ahead of us on what white we are. <laughs> painting our house that's, that's a depressing. ridiculous conversation yeah well we've been talking about it for at least yeah. 10 minutes already for other people to listen to sorry people it's embarrassing all right yeah are, are what did we decide if we're painting or not yet during the course of that 10 minutes well not if we need to slather help? paint for a week various tones and hues then uh, d- we got time to think about it or we just go with it and call it a day Ain't no telling. I guess people have to tune in to Oof. find out what we it do. It is an exciting cliffhanger. That's all I know. <laughs> Which white are they going to go with? Oh, we're so 40. And will they paint themselves? We're oh. in our 40s. Hey, uh, the other, I guess, um, was there another DIY? We well, talked- there's other things that we've talked about, but not things that we've talked about us doing. We've talked about built-ins, and we've talked about like a storage bench corner seating situation, but we haven't talked about building that ourselves. That is crazy. We did start scheduling repairs, though. Mm-hmm. So we've got the electrician coming. He's going to reboot <gasps> the whole electrical stuff. We have the contractor maybe coming. We've got the, the termite people tenting it, mm-hmm. which, by the way, in case we haven't talked about it in Southern California, every house has termites. Every decade, you're supposed to tent. News alert. Every 10 years, every house in California should be tented for termites. So they suggest that when you buy a house, go ahead and tent it because it's the only time you don't have to worry about moving out and getting your food out and your medication out and yada, yada, yada. All of your stuff being poisoned. That's like the first thing that we're going to do for once we own the house and no one's renting it anymore um, because we own the house today, by the way. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, we uh, will be tenting it for termites. So that's another thing that we've already scheduled. Like literally, that's our first one. The day after they move out, tent. they move out on four thirty. We tent on five one. <laughs> um, and uh, I yeah, I guess there's really not much else to report other than the fact that after eight long weeks of listening to us complain and whine uh, about a very first world problem which is oh i have to buy a house in a nice neighborhood Mm. uh it's 
over and now we're kind of shifting gears so to other first world problems of what white paint what white paint yeah well Mm -hmm. well you tuned in for it and you got it Meanwhile, last week, unless there's anything else you want to talk about the house. Um, man. All right. I, I do. Actually, I do. What if, so we're going to have to prioritize. We know. If we have two things we can do right away, what are they? Um, Aside like, from electricity. Electricity is given. That's scheduled. Other sure. than that. Um. And like not anything fun, like um, changing out the supports in the in the crawl so space. So not fun. That's the problem. All the stuff we have to do is not fun, and we're not even going to see it. And drainage. Maybe we could do that. Can we do all that stuff later? No. Okay. We just won't. Is that, the problem. Really, that's what you should be doing now, because you're never going to want to do it. So now's the time you should do it. I know. Uh, but if, but if we're talking about like like life changing stuff yeah. that we're gonna notice, yeah. for me, uh, number one with a bullet is moving the uh, washing machine and the dryer. Mm-hmm. It's currently in the kitchen. It's next to the refrigerator. There isn't a good place to put it. There really isn't a good place there to put it. it. But that's not it, in my opinion. I would really rather not have the laundry in the kitchen. So we need to find. We need to decide upon and commit to another place to put it. Um, that's for me. If, if there's anything as far as sexy changes, that would be number one. Um, number two would probably, honestly, would probably be either the guest bathtub or the guest house bathtub or both. Mm-hmm. I would, or the guest house shower, I should say. I would like to see both of those just ripped out and changed as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What do you think? <sighs> Having trouble with this one. Well, that's good because it was your question. I know. I wanted you to tell me, I guess. But I don't <laughs> you know. You didn't like my answer. <laughs> no. The guest, I would say the guest bathroom too. So the So, the guest bath. I think all three of the bath and showers have cement in the bottom of them, right? They do. They've been patched with cement. So that needs to go. So, yeah, I think the guest bathroom inside the main house would be a number one because it looks pretty bad. Um, Life changing i mean recess lighting would probably make the biggest difference of anything we've talked about am i counting that yeah i mean that that goes with the electrical guy but um i mean the other things are like we want to there's hard there's like nice hardwood floors that were put in last year through most of the house but they stop at the master bedroom and there's this kind of weird reddish cork floor that would be high up on my list to go ahead and finish out hmm. as far as noticing a difference because it looked, I, I don't, it's strange what's in there. Um, the kitchen remodel is a whole thing and that, that is definitely not happening now. Yeah, we can so give that, that five yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to remember what else is like feasible. What is feasible? Buying a little lemon tree. Yeah, buying a lemon tree in a pot. 
Yeah. That's feasible. Yeah. Okay. When that dies, I'll buy another lemon tree. <laughs> so uh, last week we 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 started to branch out, and I think over the course of time we will uh, more and more of talk about other things that we're doing for our first time at forty. Last week we talked about how Laura is watching the Rocky movies for the first time. It's really the first time I've watched them all the way through as an adult. I did it as a teenager, but. We watched all the Rocky movies all the way through, and we now have completed, and I can say that I've watched Creed 1 and Creed 2 all the way through for the first time at 40, and uh, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about the Creed movies. Uh, I am surprised at how much I really enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Because Rocky's the bomb. As an old man, he's maybe even more bomb than he used to be. Without Rocky, they're not them. good. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, Rocky makes nope. them, and and it's and it's uh, something we were talking about earlier. Forgettable character without him. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. As much as we love him, and as good of love an him. actor as he is, and as, as rooting for him, physically fit. Oh my goodness! Holy moly! Uh, he just doesn't. He doesn't have the same charisma, or you know, he doesn't have any kind of original characteristics, and that's something that is lightning in a bottle with Rocky is no one could create a character like Rocky now with all of his kind of over the top stereotypical quirks that have really just become part of our societal lexicon. Like Rocky is just a thing in and of himself and is, uh, you know, a, a touchstone. And I think the, the problem with the Creed movies is that without Rocky and without that character and without all of the emotional weight that he brings to it, it doesn't survive as a really good movie. But that's not a problem with it because he's there. Right. But I, I, I guess in a perfect world, what would happen is Rocky could go away and, and Creed would continue. And okay. Adonis Creed would be able to just like take, take the torch His own forward. Legacy in- and he just he's so sad all the time like he's just like depressed and you know rocky wasn't always happy but at least rocky had some kind of moxie and like even when adonis goes to go training he's just like bummed out about it <laughs> you know it wasn't like yeah let's let's do this it was like oh i got to i got to slam this sledgehammer into the ground oh this sucks <laughs> So yeah, I, I just wonder if the Rocky series has any legs beyond Sylvester Stallone. I mean, naturally well, it shouldn't. Does it? Yeah. No, of course it doesn't. It's been five decades. He's been represented. That character has been represented in the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, and two thousand tens. No, and it has to if start there's a Creed three, it'll different. be two thousand twenties. It'll be six decades. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I I would argue. And not that she's a fighter, but I feel like Tessa Thompson's character is way more interesting 100%. than Adonis Creed. Far more. And also, Tessa Thompson was not in on my radar, I think, when I first saw Creed 1. And now she's been in a whole bunch of stuff. Like, she's been in the Marvel movies, and she's been in Westworld, and we kind of know her as, a, as an actress. And when you go back and you watch her in Creed, and you realize how much of a unique character she was playing 
I feel like she kind of got slept on. Yeah, it was an amazing like performance. that performance should have yeah. been recognized, mm-hmm. but it was just because nobody knew her. Mm-hmm. And when you don't know an actor, that might just be her. Yeah, it's just like oh, okay, yeah, good, like good performance. But then you watch her and all these other things, and it's like oh no, that was actually really good. Yeah. So it's unfortunate that because that it was, was so her different. Not breakout. that she's not good now, but it was so different and varied from right. No, it's a her it's other a fantastic characters. character yeah. um, who's equally somber all the time, but. Uh, as a performance, though, it like it seems yeah. transformative for her. Yes. Um, so that was um, that was the uh, the Rocky update, and I I also the, the other thing that's kind of happened for the first time for us and for a society at large is these day and date releases because of COVID. All of a sudden, all these movies are coming out at home the same time they're coming out in the theater, and we're obviously experiencing that for the first time in our forties, but also we're experiencing that for the first time as a society. And I was, I'm curious one, but your feelings on how that's working, how you feel about it. Do we ever need to go to movie theater again? And what are your feelings about that particular scenario? Um, Not till I stop having heebie jeebies in 10 years about it, I guess. I mean, the like the thought of like the sticky <laughs> the seats and floors and all the people and it's not good. Yeah, right we've now. all become germaphobes really quickly. Yeah. But no, I mean, nothing could ever replicate. I mean, you know, we'll watch whatever comes out at home and that's fine. And we have a little outdoor projector set up, which I think makes it that's like our exciting theater moment around yeah. here. But nothing's the same at all as being in a room with a communal crowd and in the theater experience with the big screen and the sound and the whole. I mean, you know, you can't replicate that in a different way. I I never really thought about it because it was always an option, Um, which, of course, I enjoyed seeing movies in the theater. But just because I could, I never really thought about what it would mean if I couldn't. So, for instance, Dunkirk is a good example. That was a movie that was out in IMAX. Everyone said I should see it in the theater, and I didn't, just because I guess I thought, well, I can, and I'm not going to, and I'll watch it at home. And then I watched it at home, and it wasn't fine. But everybody always said, like, oh, like that was the thing, is that you needed to see it in the theater. And now it's kind of like, oh, you're not, you don't even get that option anymore. And I guess it's hard to formulate my exact thoughts about it but it was like i almost didn't know what i had when i had it and you know now you can yeah get a projector and watch it a little bit bigger and it does make it feel different but i didn't know how much that experience meant to me until i lost it and now i feel like i should be seeing everything in a movie theater (laughs) i wonder if that's what's going to happen like once we push go on going back to the theater is everybody going to so. be seeing every super crappy movie that comes out because they're so happy to be back there? Maybe. I would. I mean, like, you know, we're we're here in in early 2021, and Nomad Land is a movie that got nominated for a bunch of, bunch of Oscars, and I really wish I had seen that in a mm. movie theater for the first time. I wish I was in an art theater with 20 other people, like not even during COVID, but like just normally, like you would go to like a you know, a smaller theater and see that with people and see it on a big screen. And it does feel different. Mm-hmm. 
And it is kind of, you know, there is something cool about the access that we now have of like everything's available right away. But also, you know, there is this lack of control and kind of giving your time over to this moment that is on the screen and for you to enjoy and then think about and be engrossed in and all that. And, and I guess I, I, you know, as much as I love movies, I never really uh, worshipped that or, or, or held dear that time because I just always assumed that it was just always going to be there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now I just wonder if I'm ever going to see a movie in the theater again. And that kind of makes me sad. But I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, in here in Los Angeles, there are theaters where you can watch old movies. And part of me wonders if I'm just going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Like just watch old movies in the theater just to get it, get it done. Get a taste. Yeah. Get it under my belt. Maybe. I mean, for a few hundred bucks, you can rent out your own theater. That's happening right now. Is that still happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a unique thing in COVID is you can just get your own theater. Which, for the right movie, eh, maybe. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, next week, uh, I mean, this next month is going to be it's going to be relatively quiet because now we're homeowners. So I guess, you know, if we continue to do this, Oh, it's not going to be quiet. We're going to be building our faces off and buying a circle saw. Is that what it's called? Circular saw? Yeah. Well, that will be once we move in. <laughs> but we can't move in called. for a month. Oh, true. So we're going to have to find other things to do for our first time. That's all. Packing our house. And we can talk about packing exciting? for four weeks. That's, no. We're going to kill each we'll other. Fig- we'll figure something out. Um, Killing each other for the first time in our 40s. No. Oh, not, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Oh, I cannot wait for All right. us to go through that together. Well, over the course of the next week, we are going to think and do and experience all kinds of things for our first time at 40, and we will be back to tell everyone about it. Yes? Yes. All right. So, as always, this is our first time. We'll see you next time. First time at 40.